You're listening to a Corridor Business Journal podcast. This is Tom Selick. I'm a senior vice president of a bank. I used to be a lawyer. I like to make connections, and sometimes amazing things happen. That's what this podcast is about, when the magic happens. Well, my uh, guest today is my new best friend, Roysanne Porter, the Johnson County Board of Supervisors. But she became my friend about uh, three weeks ago at the Corridor Business Journal's Influential List Reception, where I sat down with her husband and met him first. I met Roysanne. We got acquainted, and it's been fun to get to know her. The Iowa City Community School District decided that they was going to have school on Martin Luther King Day. And I said, oh, hell no, you're not. And so we went before the school board, and we told them, this is a national holiday. Everybody else, nobody around here had school on that day but Iowa City. We went in there, and we told them how we felt, and they changed it. And so Black Voices, we get called on everything. So we've got so many people involved. And the Black Voices, that's the name, but it consists of Black and white people who come together for common good. So stick around. We'll be right back. This episode of Tom's New Best Friend is brought to you by West Bank, a community bank since 1893, providing full-service banking and trust services to businesses and consumers, nationally recognized by Raymond James as a top-performing community bank, prioritizing community, responsive to local needs. West Bank, member FDIC. My best friend this, uh, this month is Roysanne Porter, who serves on the Johnson County Board of Supervisors. And actually, I just met her about a, last month at the uh, Corridor Business Journal. I had a reception for the uh, influential list, their top 25. And I happened to sit at a table. I actually I met her husband first. And then uh, she was at work in the crowd. And she sat down and we, we sort of became friends. So <laughs> that, that's our background. So, Roseanne, welcome to the, uh, the podcast. Thank you. So I guess officially... You're on the Board of Supervisors. Are you serving as the Vice Chair? Yes, I am. So give me your background, how you got on the Board and and your elections. Uh, Well, uh, we had lost Kurt Freeze. Kurt had died, and they were doing a special election. Um, I was nominated by the Democratic Party to run for the Democrats, and I ran against Phil Hemingway, and I won. Yeah, now Phil, <laughs> Phil's running again, I believe. Right? We have election this uh, this fall, right? Fourth time is a charm, right? Okay. Charm. <laughs> well, good. So, um, and your background, you, uh, I got a degree uh, at Kirkwood Community College. Is that right? Yes, I went back to Kirkwood after many, many years of um, taking care of my kids. I had two, I have two daughters, um, and um, I waited till they finished high school for me to decide that I wanted to go back to school, and I did. And my daughter and I both attended Kirkwood, and we ended up graduating together. Oh, great! <laughs> yes. Now, where are your daughters now? Um, both of them are here. Um, they have their own um, little business where um, one is a um, esthetician, a licensed esthetician, and the other one is a licensed cosmetologist. And they have their own business called House of Ecstatics Beauty Bar. Well, great. Yes. Entrepreneurs. Yes, they are. <laughs> That's great. Well, I know you've been active with, on the Board of Supervisors, but also you've been active with the, uh, in Iowa City uh, on the, uh, I guess it was called the Truth and Reconciliation yeah. Committee, right? So what's... What the, the, share your the, the the background of that. The background of the truth and reconciliation, which didn't last very long. I was voted the chair, but um, I kind of quit that. But the purpose of it was for people to come and tell their truths, um, to be able to come to this committee to tell their truths and 
reconcile from the hurt and just heal from the process, mm -hmm. um, I end up taking myself off of that board because it wasn't run right. It was some it was some issues with some younger people that felt like the older people didn't know much. So right. um, yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And that really arose out of last May when George Floyd was murder right and. Yes. And this commission was a result of that, the city trying to yes. you know, bring people together, right? Yes, yes, yes. That, that was the whole purpose. Um, last year, George Floyd, then we had the um, new Iowa Freedom Riders came sure. upon. And so um, we helped with that. You know, we had um, forums out in the community where we went out and talked to people and just let people vent. People were able to just talk about George Floyd, how they felt, and, you know, to be able to just communicate and say what was happening in our community. So we needed to know what it was that we needed to do to make things better. Another thing I read on your uh, on the website was your leadership of the Black Voices Project. Tell us some background about that and how you're, what you're doing now. Absolutely. The Black Voices Project is a vehicle for black people's voice to be heard in Iowa City area. And the work can create community that supports a thriving black culture. And how we came together was um, I got with some people with um, the Iowa City Community School District decided that they was going to have school on Martin Luther King Day. And I said, oh, hell no, you're not. <laughs> and so we went before the school board and we told them this is a national holiday. Everybody else, nobody around here had school on that day but Iowa City. And when I say Hills, um, West Branch, West Liberty, everybody, right. North, everybody but the Iowa City Community School District. And we went in there and we told them how we felt and they changed it. And so Black Voices has been a voice for not only um, in the Iowa City Community School District, but the housing authority for policing, employment, um, education. We get called on everything. So we've got so many people involved in the Black Voices. That's the name, but it consists of black and white people who come together for common goods. Right. You're educating the, the community and yes. sharing the information. Yes. Well, good. Well, congratulations on that project, too. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> well, give me your, your, your background. You know, where'd you grow up and you met your husband? And what's, what's, uh, what's that story? Uh, I moved here in 1989. I grew up in Saginaw, Michigan, born and raised. I'm straight out the projects. <laughs> okay. Um, I came here in 1989. I met my husband on the working on the IBP line. Um, I was on the kill floor. Um, that's where I met him at, and I worked there for 33 days. He ended up working there seven years, but um, we've been together uh, since 1989, and we have two daughters. Well, great. That's yes. that's great. He's a very nice gentleman. I enjoyed yes. uh, meeting him and uh, yes. sort of being his friend, too. Yeah. He came here. He worked at, um, after IBP, he left IBP after seven years, and he put in 23 years at IAC here in Iowa City before they shut down. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Then amazing. he went on to be a forklift driver over at um, Procter & Gamble. <laughs> yeah, he mentioned that. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's great. Mm -hmm. Well, um, uh, when we met and we were talking, you told me about you're doing a Juneteenth sort of, I guess I call it celebration or party or whatever at the, uh, here in a few weeks, right? So tell me yes. about that, uh, what, what you have planned and how people can participate or assist. Okay. Um, Juneteenth is a holiday celebrating emancipation of those who had been enslaved in the United States. And so now Iowa City has made Juneteenth um, 
a national holiday here. Mm -hmm. So we celebrated, and by celebrating this year, we plan on being downtown in the Chauncey Swan Park. Mm -hmm. Um, There will be free food available to everybody. We ask that you bring your lawn chairs. There will be entertainment. We got music, a DJ. We'll have bouncy houses, lots of carnival games, and we got a three-on-three basketball tournament going on. (laughs) So uh, all ages, so we'll, if you... Bring your shorts, put your shorts on, and come on out. So when does the event start? The event starts at 5 p.m. 5 p.m.? 5 p.m. It's going to go from 5 to 8 p.m. And then at 8.30, we've partnered with Film Scene, and then we're going to show the movie Miss Juneteenth at 8.30. So that's why we ask everybody to bring bring their lawn chairs so they already be situated full and ready to watch the movie. Well, good. So it's for us, Old Iowa City people, it's right across the street from the Civic Center, right? Absolutely. 410 East Washington will have that whole block from Washington to Van Buren blocked off. Well, yes. good. Well, it's nice. It's a chance for people to get together and, and get to know each other and, you know, yes. recognize this, this historical event. Absolutely. And we should celebrate Juneteenth every day. Right. Not just June 17th. This should be a year-long celebration where everybody is out just trying to get to know one another. And it's a reminder that people were enslaved. Absolutely. And they were finally freed, and I guess officially in 1865 65. or 66. But the yes. point is there's still an ongoing issue there we all need to work together on. Absolutely. Well, good. Well, congrats. I know it's a lot of work. I mean, for you, you're just, you're a volunteer, right? I'm a volunteer. Yeah. <laughs> An organizer. Well, that's great. I appreciate yes. that. Well, tell me about um, what, what you do for fun. You, uh, as far as vacations or hobbies, what's what? what um, you? you know, this past, this last past year, we, a lot of us didn't get a chance to do very much. So, um, when we was able to travel, we we got out of here. So, um, for fun, I one of my things that I love doing is cooking. Hopefully, you'll see my restaurant coming real soon. I've been working on it for a very long time. Um, it'll be called. Royce and Soul Food, that's what's out there. Um, I specialize in fried chicken, fried cabbage, macaroni and cheese, candy yams, and then we do a little green beans, mashed potatoes, and you can get your dessert, banana pudding or pound cake. So it's coming real soon. Well, tell me about the Board of Supervisors. I know um, one thing I noticed that there's the the American Rescue Plan has allocated a certain amount of money, which I think is over $20 million to the Board of Supervisors. Uh, what are the preliminary plans or discussions on the use of those funds? $29 million right now. Um, the, board of, uh, the Board of Supervisors put together um, a task force, a committee to work together, um, and they've been trying to, you know, they have to look at the rules and regulations of all the federal monies that's out there and how, how it can be um, given. So they've um, had people working on a team, and literally they have a – They've come up with a survey where people are able to go on online on the Johnson County website, and they're able to um, fill out a survey. Um, a lot of the calls that we have been given um, is from the um, Catholic Workers' House, where a lot of people are asking us to give money to um, undocumented workers. So mm-hmm. just trying to figure out a way how we can help everybody. We want to help everybody, and it's a lot of money. Yeah. There is money, so we don't want to leave nobody out. So if people have a view, they can fill out the survey and— the board will be reviewing those comments, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. And we plan on having community forums as well, just listening to people and having people come and tell us, you know, community input, giving us some insight as to how they would like to see that money spent. Well, good. That sounds like a pretty good process. Yes. Well, good. Congratulations. Yes. It's a lot of money, and we want to do it right. No need to rush. 
Yeah. <laughs> is there a timetable you have to spend the money by a certain date or how does that work? I think you have to have the money spent by 2024 and then they said two years after that. So 2026. So, so it's, a, it's got a period of time to, yes. to allocate the money out and spend it. Yes. Well, on the board, what other issues are the board facing now? Are there any, anything major going on there that uh, I assume uh, the budget's approved every year, right? And yep. We just finished the budget. We um, no amendments. I mean, we're doing pretty good as far as that piece, just working on our strategic planning and just making sure all the pieces are there as far as diversity. That's my piece. <laughs> sure. And I worked on that piece uh, with the communication team. So um, just trying to work on the strategic planning and get more people involved in our government system. Well, good. That's yes. great. Yes. Uh, what are your plans going forward? Uh, yeah, the, the, if you look out for two or three years, what, what will happen in your life, do you think? I'll stay active on the board till somebody in Washington, D.C. come get me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got endorsed by Cory Booker. Oh, you did? Yes, I did. Cory Booker endorsed me. That was a huge thing. Um, and I became the first African-American black woman to be elected to a county seat ever. Is that true? That's interesting. Yeah, it is. So yeah. in Johnson County, so I'm the first black person. So we want to keep that trend going. And, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to be the first. I don't want to be the last. So. All right. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, yes. congr congratulations. Thank you. So in the pandemic, uh, we all had experiences and maybe lessons learned. Uh, what, uh, what things did you, did you learn the past year? Right out of that. Wow. With the pandemic, it was, it was really, uh, I, each and every one of us had to learn to isolate ourselves from our family and loved ones. Um, a bunch of us was hit by people who had caught COVID-19. Sure. Um, we, I lost loved ones. Some of my family members passed away from it. So, you know, I have, you know, just trying to tell people that it's real. It's mm -hmm. really real. A lot of people lost their lives from it. And then finances, unemployment, you know, so many people lost their jobs, you know, and we had to just help people who needed, you know, find ways of giving money out to people who needed help and helping people to get the help to keep their rent, right? get their rent paid up with their, as well as their utilities. And then just social justice issues came because it was during the time of George Floyd. So sure. it just, all kinds of things were just coming where we, you know, was, um, dealing with Black Lives Matter and social issues, and that's how the TRC came from Iowa City, um, from the city council. So Yeah, and looking back, it was an unusual year with the pandemic starting maybe in March and the George Floyd issue. And and, and then we had the derecho in August. Yeah. So that was another thing. So one of the things that I was able to do in working with the Better Together group was to go down to Cedar Rapids and help out on the southwest side. Um, we got down there, and it just looked like a third-world country when we got down there. You know, we had roofs. The roofs were all torn off of the apartments, and, you know, the people was just sitting outside. They had no place to go, and it just nobody had come to their rescue. And I got by the time I got over there, there was a lot of—I'm I'm not going to say nobody, but when I'm saying elected officials— Sure. —had not come out because the community was doing what they could to get them— pillows and blankets and cover and food and we got out there and we was able to do the same so a bunch of people from here went down and did the same thing but teamsters i was able to open up teamsters and we opened it up and brought donations came in from everywhere quaker quaker oats everybody was giving us just so much and the people was able to come over there and get the things that they needed right i know it really impacted cedar rapids yes, a lot and they're still working on it right? yes yes Yes, even when we left out of there at nighttime, there was no lights. 
So it was hard just trying to get out of there. And, you know, all the power lines were down in the streets and stuff. It was just a whole bunch of poles and trees that was uprooted. It was it was a mess. Yeah. So, yes. Yes, we were sort of fortunate here in Iowa City. Yes, actually, we were. Because the, 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 the Rachel went, went a little north of us, right? Yes, yes. We were blessed. Yeah. Well, what um, what advice would you give people? Any general advice you uh, share with people on what they can do to, to, to make a difference? Yeah, I just tell people all the time, alone, we can do so little, and together we can do a lot. Um, if we just got out here and just continue to, I mean, this pandemic that we went through, it it put us in places we never thought we'd be. And so people literally had to come together and work together, and people were there, and people were just trying to find ways to help one another. So if we can just continue that, we'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess we're making we're making progress, right? Absolutely, slowly but surely. Yes. If you could change things around here, what things would you would you would you change or try to change over time? One of the things I would like to see changed is um, trust built in the relationship with our police. You know, we went through a lot far as um, the police department and with George Floyd. I literally have to tell people all the time. Iowa City Police did not kill George Floyd, Mm -hmm. but the treatment that the police department received, I just feel like, you know, there are some things that need to be changed. Uh, There are some things that happen within the police department, but it's not all police. Right. So we just, if we could just work together to um, find ways to build trust, um, to continue diversity training and cultural competency with our police department and, you know, find ways of just putting... um, police and uh, monies into the community that will help people, I think we'd be okay. Well, sure. Well, even like your Juneteenth event is the example of bringing people together, yes. celebrating together, building relationships, but then, then builds trust. Well, good. Um, anything else we should share with the, uh, the people in the corridor here about uh, you and your background and what you're up to? Uh, within uh, this past year, during the uh, pandemic, I've received two awards. Um, one was from the ICAD and the Think Iowa City people called me in and they gave me a beautiful glass award for my leadership. Um, then I received another award. I mean, I, the things I do in the community, I don't do it to get rewarded. I don't even know that I'm getting rewarded. Right. Um, I didn't even know that I was one of the top 10 um, most influential until I received a letter from the president of Hills Bank saying thank you. And I was like, oh, okay. And <laughs> Yeah, you were the number one person ranked in Johnson County on that list. So yeah. I was a little jealous of you. <laughs> you had that title well, already. I, yeah, I'm older. Yeah. I, I, I'm on the list. I'm always in, near the near, near the bottom. Okay. You're, you're sort of near the top. But uh, yeah. I'm learning. Well, good. Well, that's been, this, this has been fun. So let's just keep in touch. Okay. And if people want to contact you on the Board of Supervisors, you have an email address there, right? And yes. They, they can email you if they have any suggestions or ideas. Our porter at johnsoncountyiowa.gov. And your event again is on June 17th. June 17th. Oh, is that like a Thursday? What's it's June? a Thursday. Thursday. 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Come out, enjoy the food, enjoy the entertainment, enjoy the art, enjoy everything. We'll have a DJ. You can dance. Just um, wear, if the, the people who out there want to wear a mask can wear a mask, I'm fully vaccinated, and I'll still have my mask on, but, you know, working around food and everything. 
We'll, we'll have masks for those who still want to sure. wear, wear their masks. And, you know, those who feel like they've taken their vaccination and don't want to wear it, that's up to them. Sure. And then they can stick around and watch the movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Miss Juneteenth. Miss Juneteenth. <laughs> well, it sounds special. Well, thanks a lot uh, for coming today and sharing this. And I'm looking forward to getting to know you better in the months ahead. Absolutely. Thanks I'll see you June 17th. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Tom's new best friend is brought to you by West Bank. This Corridor Business Journal podcast is produced by Joe Coffey of Coffee Grande Studios. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at CB Journal.